people are loved more than they can ever imagine. And we are all connected. We all, again, there's this whole big teaching about how we have the ley lines of the body and how they go out and how they connect in with each other because our ley lines, then the energies that come in, the information that's fed to us also is being fed to everyone else. And my lines are your lines eventually. And so all connected, you're loved more than you could ever know. And you do matter. Just being here, you matter. Hello, and welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection and connectedness on this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. Whether you see it or not, we're all connected, and it doesn't matter if it's our dog, our cat, our God, our body, and I'll also talk about some more abstract connections like our career or our land, our community, our emotions, your body. Life is all about connection, so the sooner we recognize that, the sooner we can have an easier, more meaningful life. I will talk about these connections through different lenses, things like synchronicities and coincidences, or just everyday little bits of magic and miracles that we, we usually dismiss. It's really important that we pay attention to all of this so we can live an easier, more meaningful life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karen Cleveland. Welcome back, everyone. I am so happy to welcome you back to the show and to introduce today's guest to you because this is just so exciting when I heard her on another podcast. So interesting. So my guest today is Sheila Seppi. Uh, she is a soul exchange walk-in, and I'll let her tell you the story, but she is the founder of the Conscious Awakening Network, the Galactic Alliance Conscious Awakening Series with Sheila Seppi and Spirit Way Ministries, which serves as a catalyst for focused body, mind, spirit, healing, and transformation on an individual and group basis, and to help prepare humanity for the ascension and new earth. Welcome to the show, Sheila. So exciting to have you. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. So there's so many questions I have and that I think a lot of my listeners have because we might not have heard this before. Right. I don't even know what to start with the first question. So do you just kind of want to give an overview, an idea of what happened and what you know? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start off by saying, if this had not happened to me, I would not have believed it possible because I had a very closed mindset. I had never read a metaphysical book. I knew nothing of spirit guides. Of course, I knew about angels. I was very much in a box with Western medicine because, first off, I was a very sick person throughout my 20s and my 30s, and I had been diagnosed with bone cancer, brain tumors, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. I used to walk with a cane. I had erythema nodosum and sarcoidosis. They told me I had RA. They told me to be prepared to be in a wheelchair by the time I was 40, so you know, needless to say, I was in a downward spiral with my health and I was getting depressed. I had three children, um, a very demanding job. I had a dysfunctional marriage and it felt as if life was just going down the toilet. Okay. And so I went to bed that way, you know, very feeling very downtrodden. And it felt to me like it was about seven o'clock 
in the morning. I'm not exactly sure of the time, but I do know I was in bed asleep and it felt as if someone reached down, grabbed me by the hair of the head, pulled me both right up in bed. And it was like lightning ran through my body. And then I was in white space. So I don't know how long I was in white space. I know that I was out of pain. I was very, very comfortable. A lot of near-death experiencers describe a place like this. So maybe I passed. I had no idea for sure what happened. But the next thing I do know is that my peripheral vision started coming in and then my frontal vision. And as I sat looking around the room, I was first off, I was like, what the heck am I doing sitting up in bed? There's nobody here. What, what's going on? And as I looked around the room, I knew everything was the same, but everything felt very, very different. I didn't know how. I didn't know that I had been instantaneously healed from all of those diseases. I just knew I felt different. And as I got up and was walking around on the carpet, it was like I'd never walked on carpet before. You know, it was like, oh, this is gushy. Oh, this is, you know, it's tickle, you know, kind of different sensations. And as I walked past a mirror and caught my reflection, it was like I was looking out of someone else's eyes. I was just mesmerized. I was looking at my teeth and my hair and looking at my eyes. And if anyone had seen me, they would have thought for sure I had lost it. And that's exactly what I thought, too. For a long time, my background had been in psychology, and so I thought I was having a psychotic break between all the stress, the illness, having three kids, the job. You know, I thought I had just lost it. And when I started to share my experience with my then husband and then my children or other people, I quickly realized I couldn't do that. I couldn't share what I had experienced because they were kind of like, you know, backing up, walking away. Not only did I have that experience, all of a sudden I became clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. So I knew things that people hadn't told me. I was able to see, I would see people walking around that weren't there. I would hear voices that I had no idea where they were coming from. And so again, that just reinforced, oh my goodness, I've had a disassociative disorder. What's going on? And I'd never heard of spirit guides. So I didn't know that it possibly could be my angelic beings talking to me. I didn't know that it could be multidimensional aspects. I'd never even heard of a multidimensional aspect. And if you had told me, I wouldn't have believed it. Then when I went to the doctor and they said, well, my symptoms were gone. It's why I had to go back. But to find out that there wasn't anything left of any of the diseases, that was kind of the showstopper. And so, you know, I had no idea. They had no explanation. It was just like, well, young lady, you're just a very lucky girl. We don't know how to explain this. No more medicine, no more Celebrex, no more drugs. And so I started having all kinds of energy, which was great for the kids. So the kids, as far as they knew, all of a sudden, they had their mom back. But what actually had happened was the old soul had left and a new soul came in, kind of like a reincarnation. And I had an instant love for my children. I knew my parents and loved them. Everyone else 
I had absolutely no feeling for. I felt no connection. And the thing that's the scariest for me is I didn't have all of my memories. So initially I thought, oh my gosh, I must have been severely traumatized or all of these kinds of things. Later, I learned from my guides, it's like, you don't need all those memories because they're not yours anyway. But over time, I have worked with them and I have recovered a few more memories about the children's birth and some special birthdays and that kind of thing. But I went around life trying to find someone else like me, someone who had experienced this, still convinced that I had had a psychotic break. I reached out to a lady because within three months of this event happening, I had left my job, I had left the marriage, and I had moved to a different location. And so I had already accepted a new position to work in a new state. And in the back of the phone book, that's kind of dating me because we didn't have Google, but I was flipping through the phone book to find out what kind of amenities were close by for the kids. Remember, I had three children at the time. They were 12, 6, 3. It's well, I found a business card in the back for spiritual counseling and boy, it had my name all over it. And so I made an appointment to go speak with this lady. And after a couple sessions, she's like, you know, and she had her PhD in psychology and, you know, blah, blah. But she said, you know, you haven't had psychotic break. I find absolutely no traces that you have had any type of dissociative disorder. You're not paranoid. You're not delusional. And I'm like, yes, but, yes, but. And she said, have you ever heard of spirit guides? No, I haven't. And she explained that. And then she began to explain, have you ever heard of a walk-in? Well, when she told me about the possibility that I could have died, the old soul left and a new soul came in, I found that preposterous. And actually, I was a little bit angry because I went there for the blue pill. I didn't want the red. You know, I wanted it all to go away. I wanted my dysfunctional life back, the whole nine yards. And that just wasn't happening. And so the more I worked with her, the more comfortable I became. Not only did I find out that she had her PhD in psychology and her practice, she also was of Hopi lineage, and she was the seventh daughter of the seventh daughter, and she had been charged by the Hopi nation at the time, Chief Dan Ibahima, to take out the teachings of the Hopi to the white eyes, as they called them. And so I began to study with her, and I learned about spirit guides. I learned how to meditate and to you know, start to take the shamanic journeys. And it's there that I really started meeting with my guides one-on-one and they began to teach me more about who I was. Now, this event happened in 1990, in September of 1999. By this time, we're already into the spring of 2000 and I had already moved to the other state. And so I really, really started studying. Needless to say, within three months, I had left that marriage. And everybody was like, well, you're crazy. You shouldn't leave this, that, and the other. But they also noticed my entire personality had changed. My articulation level had changed. All of a sudden, I believed in things that I never thought would be possible. 
I had never believed in past lives before, yet all of a sudden I had these memories coming through. I had never even had an interest in alternative healing modalities, yet I knew how to perform them. And I had never studied quantum physics, yet I had all of these formulas and all of this information twirling around in my head that it has taken me 23 years to be able to decipher and be able to share with people. So my journey went on. Four years later, I met and married my husband. I then moved to Colorado. I set up my own healing practice and continued to work on a deeper level with my guides. And they were always challenged me to go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. They also had challenged me to write the book that I did, Walk-Ins, Cosmology of the Soul. And I was thrilled because I thought, man, now I'm going to find my community. But you know what? I did find other people who were walk-ins, but no one did I ever find that had an experience exactly like what I had. I did other soul exchanges, but I met other people who had had experiences too. Like there was one gentleman that had what I called an infusion, a soul infusion that had come from their higher self. More and more of their own soul energy came in. And then I found there were people that actually had two souls working together. And I found out a whole list of other types of what I call soul experiences. You know, there was kundalini awakenings, spiritual awakenings, and people thought that those were walk-ins, but they really weren't. I find that the true walk-in is one soul out and another soul in. And it took me, you know, it took me a good 10 years to be able to then clean up the body of the old person. Because when you come in as a walk-in, it's kind of like you're getting a used car. So you get in and clean the upholstery and you have to change the oil and, you know, maybe give it a new paint job. Who knows? Right. But as I was cleaning things up from this lifetime, I believe that I came in to help clear up some of the karma that was yet unfinished. And I also came in to raise the children. And I came in, you know, to kind of clear the body and to serve as a way shower. So it really wasn't until after the book was published and my children were grown that I was able to really start to delve into what I would consider my spiritual mission of being a way shower. And so that's how the Conscious Awakening Network came in to be because, you know, if people go and, you know, it's a free you, a free website, free download. If you've got Roku, Amazon, or Apple TV, you can download the app free. We're on social media, YouTube, etc. But my job was not just to tell my story but to get the story of other people out, to share other spiritual awakenings, to talk about other people's paths, other healing modalities, other experiences that people have had. And so right now, we probably have over 400 videos on this site that's divided up by about 34 people. And many of them are interviewing other people who have had different kinds of experiences. And so for me, I'm doing my job of being a way shower because I'm sharing my story, but I'm also, you know, sharing because the whole idea is to spark spiritual awakenings and to support people that's already on their paths to help provide the tools because they might listen to me and it's like, man, 
Yeah, I don't know. And they don't resonate with me, but they might listen to somebody else. And it's a whole different story. And so to me, you know, creating this synergistic voice just gives us the opportunity to get our messages out stronger. Yeah, absolutely. What an amazing journey you've had. So do you suppose it was, and I don't know what you know about the soul that formerly occupied the body, was it just their time to go? Just like if it were time for me to die, like that person might have died then and you decided to come on in? I did work with my guides about this because when I really understood what had happened, then I started feeling all this guilt. Oh. Did I kick the soul out? Am I a body snatcher? What happened? And they're like, oh, no, no, it's nothing like that. The soul really was ready to go. It had actually gotten off path. You know, the body was diseased. It had no way to heal it. And so it was just ready to go. But there was also three children involved. And they would have had very, very different lives had I not come in to the picture. And so with me coming in, I was able to fulfill the mission of the old soul. And yet, after I cleaned everything up, was able to go on to my path. Because I also had to clear the cellular memory of these cells. Because, again, it was already imprinted with all of the other stuff that this soul had contended with or had agreed to come in and change like, you know, ancestral lineage healing. Oh boy, that's always a biggie, you know, and many people, even without being a walk-in, are here to help clear up their family karma. Yeah. So how would you define soul then? What is the soul that you're talking about? Just, just so everyone out there, all the listeners are kind of clear, what does that mean to you? Well, for me, I believe that we are all part of source. Some people call source God. Some people call source the divine. However you want to term that, I believe that we're all divine aspects. And as such, we continue to take one form after another for many, many millenniums. Because let me tell you, I remember being on the other side and forever that's a long time, folks. You know, you don't just sit around on a cloud drinking cappuccino. You also are working on evolving your soul. And people may actually have served as spirit guides for other people. And then they in turn take turns. So it's always about an evolution of the soul. But where that happens, the soul is pure consciousness that comes from source energy. So you'll remember being. The, on the other side, which is awesome. And do you have like some kind of a practice now? I know you worked with spirit guides while at least initially, do you still do that? Or do you still have, you know, what we might call a spiritual practice or something to stay on track? Well, the relationship that I have with my guides is very symbiotic because when I entered the body, it wasn't just a single soul coming in. I came in from a collective and so I am the aspect that they chose to send in. And so I'm constantly receiving information. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I try to operate 24-7 unless my husband gets under my skin. I try to operate from a place of being a soul and knowing that I am a soul having a human experience. I'm not a human with a soul. That's very, very different. I operate from that place 
of being a soul. And so as such, I'm constantly in communication, receiving information. My husband, I have to laugh at him. I'm like, man, you just never listen to me. What? What's going on? He's like, look, he goes, I hear you talking, but I don't know. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to the dog? Are you talking to your plants? Are you talking to your spirit guides? So you got to give me a break here. You need to preface, you know, use my name and then say what you want. So I know who you're talking to. And so my guides, I mean, I have conversations with them just like I'm having with you constantly. They'll show up. And so we have a very, very different household because of that. Yeah. And I think I saw that. Do you still have the healing practice with your son? Yeah, I do. So. One of the things that my guides told me, because I opened up my own business, Spiritway Wellness, and it has spiritwaywellness.com. And then I also have my business, sheilaseppi.com. So on my sheilaseppi.com, that's where I do like soul readings and those kinds of things. In the business with my son, he runs and manages the office five days a week, and I'm in there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then on Thursdays and Fridays, I'm seeing clients and doing my Conscious Awakening Network work. And so I have a lot of different hats that I juggle, but my guides told me a long time, they said people cannot drop into the essence of who they truly are when they're in pain. And it doesn't matter if it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. So everything that I do is to try to balance that body, mind, soul. Sometimes that's with information. Sometimes that's with healing techniques. Sometimes that's with tools that I can give to people. And so whatever the person needs, I have a huge toolbox that I can pull from to assist them. Wow. Okay. And you're very busy. So do you have to manage work-life balance the same way that some of us other humans do? Or, I mean, that it sounds like you definitely have your hands full, a whole network to run, plus healing and everything else. Well, fortunately, my son helps me with Spirit Way. And then I have a couple of people that help me check my emails and my scheduling. Then with my Sheila Seppi, I have somebody that helps me with that. And then with the Conscious Awakening Network, I have a huge team of people that assist with that. So I still, like on the Wix websites, I keep up my website and the Spirit Way website and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I have an entire professional team that's got my back with the network. Yeah. So as a personality, is your personality completely different than the previous person with the previous soul? It's 100% different. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine the way you were describing it, it's almost like a movie that we might see, you know, where where someone wakes up in a different body or something. Sounds incredible, but... It is. You know, and it's a very visceral, you know, I can remember everything as if it were yesterday. Because I'm still connected with all that energy. But it's, you know, when I think about it, I have a very visceral feeling of that lightning sensation just running through my body and propelling me into the white space. And now I know that it's when I was laying in bed, that was one soul leaving and the other soul coming in. And that energy in and of itself just propelled me upright. And then that white space was that transitional space because. When you have a soul exchange, I'm sure most people are aware of, you know, the emotional, mental, physical, spiritual bodies, and also with the chakras. 
Well, you have to adjust all of those because those belong to the other person. So when I was in the white space, that's where they were doing those attunements. In some instances, totally changing out the mechanisms. Otherwise, when I came in, the energy of that old body would not have been able to sustain the energy of the spirit that came in. And so when that spirit enters, that spirit goes out, which is what creates the spiritual bodies. And that aspect that attaches to the physical form, then that's the soul, because that becomes the personality of the lifetime. And then all of that information unwinds, you know, at the end of our lifetime, it's fed back up through our higher selves, back up into the oversoul. Those are whole teachings. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. So if a listener is, you know, very beginning with anything to do with the soul, any kind of contact with the soul or expression, you know, what is it? How do we connect with it? What kind of wisdom do you have to share with someone? Well, if you are waking up and realizing that you are a soul, having a human experience, you're not a human with a soul, that's a huge kudo right there because some people spend their whole lifetime thinking that they're a human trying to edify their soul. But if you understand that you're a soul, one of the things, if people go to my website, SheilaSeppi.com, and they sign up to be on my mailing list, they will automatically receive the first chapter of my book. If they can read that in there, I talk about my journey, but I believe that I also talk about in very simplistic terms about the soul and that incarnation process. Oh, interesting. What's the name of your book? Walk-Ins, Cosmology of the Soul. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. You can listen to it on Audible or Kindle. You can read it there as well. But if they want to just sign up to be on my mailing list, they'll, they'll get that first chapter free. And that really gives them a good idea of the processes that I had to go through and just the basic things that I had to begin to understand because I believed I was a human and I happened to have a soul. I didn't understand that the soul, that the human body is the vehicle for the soul and that the soul actually animates the physical form. And so many people have asked me to develop like some teachings about that. And I am in the process of doing that, which will be on my website free soon. Not now, but soon. So of all the people that you work with, and they're in various positions about if they're a human or a soul and where they are with that, how many would you say, what percent, how many people actually realize they're a soul living as a human and not a human? Any idea? Well, if it's in my personal circle, 100%. Okay. But if it's individuals that come to work with me, most people, if they don't understand that, by the time they're finished working with me, they know that for a fact. Because even with my healing clients that come in, and I'm located in the Vail Valley in Colorado, and you know, I don't advertise all the things that I do, but... During the course of conversation, it will all come up. Yeah. Because that's what I'm here to do is to let people know that they are a soul having a human experience. Right. And what a fantastic way to do it. And all the different healing modalities, I guess, that you have on your network and everything. So what a fantastic way to be out in the world. That's great. Is there 
anything that you wish everyone knew? You know, it's mm. like your message. Yes. Well, other than you are a soul having a human experience, yes, there is. Because I do want people to know a lot of people will come to me and they don't know what their purpose is or their mission. Be like, oh, you know, I'm really off, you know, guard or whatever. I'm going to tell you, if you're here alive on this planet right now, just being here, the space that you're holding, the contributions that you're making is huge because if you were not integral part of everything that's happening, all the spiritual changes that's happening, the spiritual revolution that's occurring, you're playing a part of that. You may not think that you are, but you are because there are souls lined up to have human experiences and to be here and to help hold space because this is one of the most amazing times that Earth's history has ever had. The reality of it is everyone is here. Everyone is part of what's happening. People might say, well, I'm just sitting at home watching TV. Guess what? Because you are an aspect of source energy, it doesn't matter what you're doing. And one time I was, I was like all freaked out. I was like, oh my gosh, I got these deadlines and I got to do this and I got to do that. All of this stuff. And again, this booming voice came through and I'm in the shower and it's like, "Ah," you know, kind of thing. But this big booming voice comes in and said, it doesn't matter if you turn left or if you turn right. Mine is the experience. These things that you do, they're very nice, but just being. Just breathing, I experience all. And I was like, Whoo! that gave me cold chills and I had to get out and, you know, write it down. So the reality of it is God's experiencing everything anyway. And it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what you do, but it means that everything is an experience. Everything is about the experience. And the other thing is that people are loved more than they can ever imagine. And we are all connected. We all, again, there's this whole big teaching about how we have the ley lines of the body and how they go out and how they connect in with each other because our ley lines, then the energies that come in, the information that's fed to us also is being fed to everyone else. And my lines are your lines eventually. And so all connected, you're loved more than you could ever know. And you do matter. Just being here, you matter. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. Thinking about a whole bunch of souls lined up just to get in. That's interesting. That's something to consider for sure. When we think we're just nothing here, we are something. All right. Now, you've shared some of your links, some of the places to find you. Anything special you want to share before we go about, you know, what's going on with you or how people could work with you? Sure. If people are interested in working with me, just go to my website, SheilaSeppi.com, and you can send me a note from there. You also can look at the different offerings that I have. The website is getting ready to have a very, very different look. I've been working on that all day. But uh, you can also get a hold of me through Spirit Way Wellness. And if you're interested in expanding your consciousness, your soul energy, please go and check us out at theconsciousawakeningnetwork.org. And also we have what's called the galacticalliance.org. That's a little bit more out of the box, but every Monday and every Thursday I bring on speakers and it's free. Anybody can come. And so everything that I do is free to the public. 
because that's part of my message. And so I want as many people to hear other people's viewpoints because you never know something that someone says may just be that catalyst that really sparks that spiritual awakening. Fantastic. I was looking through the network and recognized many names of people I either listened to or have watched or something. So I just never really thought about the network before till I saw that you had created it. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sheila, for being on the show. It's been very interesting, very enlightening as far as information and much to think about. So I appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. And listeners, thank you for being here. I hope to connect with you later. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.